Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Citizen Chef is a production of iHeartRadio. You know, I, I spent a lot of time talking to members of Congress, and I really believe there are a lot of people there that, that are there for the right reasons. They're there to help people. And to me, this was democracy in action. This yeah. was a problem. You had people that got together. They, they effectively lobbied, and that's not a bad word, lobbied government for help, and it worked. And so and, for me, this is this is watching democracy really work. And, 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 and it all happened because of democracy in Georgia as well. Hey, don't give away my punchline. Hello and welcome to season two of Citizen Chef. I'm your host, Tom Colicchio. You may know me from Top Chef or my restaurants or I'm hoping for this podcast. Since we last spoke, uh, however, the role that's been most near and dear to my heart one I've been playing for the last year is uh, lobbyist. Yes, I know, lobbyist can sometimes be considered a dirty word. It's frequently associated with sordid industries occurring favor in Washington. I, I get it. But for me, years ago, I was a co-founder of Food Policy Action. We published a scorecard and we graded Congress on how they voted around food issues, which brought me frequently to the Hill. Um, and I was lobbying them, but I was lobbying on behalf of people who were in need of food. I, I was lobbying around issues around accessibility and affordability of, of food and other other farming issues as well. I was an unpaid, unregistered lobbyist um, and still am. Uh, but over the last year, um, I have been working with the Independent Restaurant Coalition to lobby our government for directed relief for restaurants. And as you all know, restaurants were probably the most affected by the uh, COVID pandemic. The only thing that was going to help, and it wasn't a GoFundMe page, and it certainly wasn't bake sales. We needed the federal government to, number one, understand the scope and scale of the problem, and and then to understand that we needed direct relief, which we did. We got it. It took a year's worth of work, and it took a bunch of people, chefs and restaurateurs across the country, that, that banded together and just were relentless in making sure that government understood our needs. Chefs that had you know, never called on a member of Congress, what they were relentless, not only calling members of Congress in their district or their state, but anyone else they can get in touch with. It was, it was great to see. It really, I mean, for me, it was really democracy in action. It, it was a fight, and there were other organizations without naming them that uh, sometimes got in the way. 
It was, it was tough. Carl Blumenauer is a member of Congress from the Portland area uh, in Oregon, and uh, he wrote the bill in the House right away. And he was actually already working on this with some local restaurants in Portland. One of our members from Mississippi, Robert St. John, who ended up writing the bill for the Senate, and that was also supported heavily by uh, Kirsten Cinema from Arizona, as well as so many other people. Cory Booker supported it, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, Jim McGovern, Rosa Delora, Shelley Pingree. These are all people who I've worked with in the past on food policy, um, but they were all very supportive, as well as about 200 plus House members and over 50 uh, members of the Senate. So this was truly bipartisan. And of course, Speaker Pelosi had her hand in this. Um, Lydia Velasquez, who runs the Small Business Association. Uh, so many people really played an instrumental role. But when things looked really bad, um, you know, when, when President Biden was elected, we were not included in his stimulus package. The night of the Georgia election, when Senator Schumer became the leader of the Senate, we reached out to him very quickly and he made promises that we would be included in that package. And he kept his promise. We received some funding, $28.6 billion. Uh, it's, it's a lot of money. It's a little short of what we were asking for. As of today, uh, I believe the SBA has already processed well over 100,000 applications and also restaurants that do fewer than $500,000, fewer than a half million dollars. There's a separate fund for them of $5 billion. So we're taking care of uh, a lot of people here. Um, Senator Schumer kept his promise. So... Uh, Without further ado, I just want to say thank you, Senator Schumer, and welcome to Citizen Chef. Hi, Tom. How are you? Good. <laughs> Number one, thanks for for agreeing to uh, appear on Citizen Chef. This is our, our second season. This this episode is really focusing on uh, Restaurant Act, Restaurant Revitalization Act. Uh, it's such an important role that you played in getting this passed and, and part of the stimulus package. Um, as our listeners may or may not know, um, the Restaurant Act was not part of President Biden's original stimulus package. I, I've said this publicly before, but you made a promise to me that it was going to be in there and you kept your promise. And, uh, as long as I was majority leader, I was going to do. <laughs> and so you you did and it's in there and so far it's been it's been a huge success. Um what do you think would have happened if we didn't take Georgia? We didn't take Georgia that you know here was the problem. As you know Tom, restaurants had unique problems, more problems than any re- other small business sure. because that's where people the the businesses that had the worst trouble in covid were people gathered together. Right. And so many restaurants were closed. So many restaurants, even when they were open, they could only have 25 or 10 percent of capacity. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, for New York, when it was winter, people didn't want to eat outside very much. Mm -hmm. So restaurants suffered more than anyone else. And you and I have to give you and the groups you put together real credit. You guys came to me and said, we are unique. And I said to Tom, you got to put together a whole national network, which you did. And there were restaurateurs all over the country who got involved. And I promised if I became majority leader, we would do this special um, assistance for restaurants. And the program is really much better than the PPP. Some some of the issues, with, you're absolutely right. Some of the issues with PPP. PPP was fine if you were a, a business, a small business that maybe saw a 20% impact on your bottom line. Maybe you laid off a handful of workers. Right. So you were able to, to bring those workers back, pay them through PPP, pay your rent, and then essentially uh, lower your cost. And, and so you did okay. But if you were shuttered, if you were closed, like well, restaurants were, it, it really didn't help at all. Right. So this is a much more generous program. 
Um, you, you just you calculate your revenues you lost between 2020 and 2019. Right. It's the difference between 2019's revenue and 2020's revenue uh, minus any PPP. Um, a restaurant can get up to $2 million, but restaurant groups are capped at $10 million. You don't have to deduct if you got an idle grant. You don't have to deduct it. The earned tax credit, you know, where you get paid, that didn't get deducted. And here's, first, we made it sure that it wasn't just a restaurant per se, but it went to caterers and brew pubs and tap rooms and tasting rooms. All right. Okay. And we also made it very broad. The PPP was very limited in what you could do. And if you didn't, if you had a higher rent, you were screwed because the first PPP said you only 50 percent of your costs could go to uh, employees and rents were so. Right. Okay, so now it just is very broad. And I'll give I'm going to list all the things here. I have it. Not only it can include rent, utilities, mortgage, maintenance, supplies, equipment, cleaning materials, food, operational expenses, supplier costs. Um, um, all of that can be included. Well, you know, when, when we, when we, we made sure that that was there for a reason. When we made the claim of how big of a problem, uh, uh having restaurants close, the impact that it wasn't just the impact on the people who worked in restaurants, but it was the entire ecosystem. It was all of the suppliers. And so without having that money flow through to pay for suppliers, you weren't, you can keep that, 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 that eco, ecosystem intact. More New Yorkers lost jobs who worked in restaurants than any other category. So first, it's just unemployed people left and right. Second, all the suppliers and everybody else were totally stuck. It went back all the way to the agricultural ecosystem. And third, and this is what I, you know, restaurants provide us, not just in New York, but everywhere, but especially in New York, we have the best restaurants, in my humble opinion. <laughs> you identify, you want to live in a neighborhood because of restaurants. You identify with communities because of restaurants. People have made their friends, their partners, their plans. It's a sense of community. It's a common bond over shared food. Listen, Senator Schumer was such a great ally for this bill because he really understands that this isn't a bailout. Uh, this is a heartfelt effort to preserve one of our vital ecosystems. Uh, this is about people's livelihoods. It's, it's about preserving the true source of joy for a lot of people. And it's really about keeping communities uh, together and safe. We'll be back with more Citizen Chef. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. I'm Tom Colicchio, and I'm talking with Senator Schumer about a path ahead as the restaurant industry attempts to claw back the losses from the pandemic. I care about small business people. As you know, Tom, I'll tell your listeners, my dad had the opposite of a restaurant. Restaurants bring things to life. Well, he was an exterminator. Terrible business. <laughs> but, we, but we need him in restaurants. Yes, and that's right. Well, that's another part of the ecosystem. That's right. Exactly. Yep. But I saw how small business people struggle. So you add the fact that small business restaurant is a small business, you, but then it's a special place for the community. And then it's organic itself. You know, a restaurant's not just seven people or 22 people working together. It's a team. And there's a chef and a sous chef and there's a maitre d' and there's waiters and there's waitresses. And, and you don't want to lose all that. You lose it. You lose something spiritual almost. So I made it a pledge that we were going to get this done if I became majority leader. Let me give you some good news here. Today, this is let's hear the good news. Yes. Um, The SBA today informed us that the first wave of restaurant applications have been approved. Sixteen thousand awards worth two billion dollars has been given out and the funds are going to arrive as soon as today for those who have been approved. And I say to your listeners, oh, wow, you don't have to go through a bank. You can just call up the SBA and they will help you. And if you need help, you can call Tom's group. You can call my office. I have this huge smile on my face. It's you, you can't see this. Uh, you you can, but the listeners won't, won't be able to see this because this is is the culmination of a year's worth of work that the Independent Restaurant Coalition did, and we were celebrating when the SBA actually opened up the program for applications. The idea that money is going out today is something that I'm sure all of my colleagues that fought so hard for this program they're just going to be just just over the moon. Yes, and Tom, you know what happened in the first bill when Trump was around. And frankly, the Republicans, they let all the big chains scoop up all the money. Right. They can't get it anymore. It was originally 25 billion. And then I upped it. I you know, it was not in the House bill. It was not in the president's bill. But my love for restaurants and my love for my caring about the struggles of small businesses combined said I'm, this was a must do. I put it. I said, I'm not going to put a bill on the floor that doesn't have the Restaurants Act in it. And I got to give your independent restaurant group. Such credit. You were, you were, I don't know what, how you say the word, indefatigable, whatever. We must have talked. Tireless. Tireless, <laughs> yeah. And he is as a chef, too. If we didn't have the grassroots, we couldn't have got this done. You're giving me a lot of credit, and, and there's there was so many chefs and restaurateurs across the country who who had never reached out to uh, elected officials. And it was just 
great to watch. Yeah. Bobby Stuckey, who's a restaurateur in Colorado, he just was nonstop, would call everyone. Um, and just, you know, they found that some of the, the qualities that you have running a restaurant, especially in the front of the house, where you're making relationships yeah. and you're, that, that it really paid off because they understood how to, how to figure out what people wanted, what they needed. And so we had to tell a story. Number one, we had to make sure Congress understood the issues that restaurants had. And we also had to get it out there to the public. And we also, I got to say, the press, they were also really instrumental because they were allowing us to tell our stories. Right. And by the way, this is another thing we did, Tom. We made it nonpartisan. We didn't want it to That's be right. in the dem. So the, it, actually, the first amendment I put on the floor of the Senate, the power of the majority leader, one of them is you determine what goes on the floor of the Senate, was a bipartisan bill, your bill, the Bipartisan Bill Restaurants Act, passed by the sponsors were Cinema. She's a Democrat of Arizona. And Wicker, he's a Republican of Mississippi. And that Mm -hmm. was the first bill we put on the floor. And it passed in a big bipartisan vote over Reagan. So that means if we run out, there's 28 billion in there, we'll have a very good chance and I will fight hard to get it renewed. So that's where I wanted to head with this, because there's a good chance that it will run out. Twenty eight point six billion. It's a it's a big number. But we were asking for 120 billion, I believe, the number for all restaurants. So if you factor out some of the chains, I think the number was about 200 billion uh, that we were affected. Our revenue was affected. But if you factor out some of the big ones, it probably is at about 120 billion. Um, we're short of that. Um, so we're pretty sure this is going to, going to run out. We've done a bunch of town halls just to let people know. I mean, we have members of our group walking into restaurants in their community saying, do you know about this? Apply. Yeah. And so, so what is the process that we have to go through now to get the uh, revitalization fund plussed up? Well, when we get a little, when we get a little closer, mm-hmm. I, I give it a few more weeks. Um, you should go do the same thing you did before. Go to the senators, Democrat, Republican from every corner of the country and say there are still many more restaurants that have applied that may not get it if we don't right. do it. And it's since it had such popularity, I think it has a damn good chance. Of right. again. Is this a standalone vote? Well, we'll have to decide. You know, standalone votes in the Senate or take a long time. So often we mm. get an amendment to something. We could, who okay. knows? You know, I, I, it's too early to tell right now when and what bill we'd attach it to. Got but it. one way or another, I'll do everything I can to get it renewed. And we don't have to make so far, and I don't know what you've heard, Tom, but I've, you know, I go to restaurants all the time and I've heard from the people who are applying that it's relatively easy. They're not making them jump through hoops. So if restaurants who are listening to this podcast haven't applied, please do. So listen, any chefs and restaurateurs out there that haven't applied yet, uh, you should go to sba.gov and click on the Restaurant Revitalization Fund under COVID-19 Relief Options. Also, if you don't own a restaurant, um, you can help putting a call into your representatives, uh, members of Congress, senators, and let them know that you want to see the Restaurant Revitalization Act plussed up. If the funding runs out, you want to see more money in there. Applications in the first three days came in from 50 states, 50 different states. That includes all the blue ones and all the red ones and five territories as well. A lot of people out there need help. We'll be back with more Citizen Chef. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reu hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. We're back. Independent Restaurant Coalition worked with the SBA to actually stand up the program. Uh, yeah. Early on, you had to have a SAM number and a DNB number. They dropped that. That was really cumbersome. My my director of finance, who's uh, you know a CPA, who's been with me for twenty years, it took him four hours to get those numbers, and so yeah. they dropped that. Um, and and they made it easy. They really listened to us, and so it was yeah. really great to see government agency working with restaurants. The SBA yeah. administrator. Guzman. Right. So she's very open to suggestions on to how to make it easier. Yeah, they they were great to work with. Uh, the process is is it was much easier than even PPP. So we also renew the ERTC, the revenue tax credit. And that means that if you you can pay up to 70 percent, you get a tax credit of up to 70 percent of the first 40,000 of people's salary who you didn't who you normally wouldn't be able to keep on because of your lost revenues. So people should look into that. That's in addition to the Restaurants Act. You can do both. Right. Yeah. Uh, on that note, it's, it, it has been hard finding staff, and I'm not one of those who believe that it's because they're uh, more comfortable with unemployment. I think a lot of a lot of, in our industry, I think a lot of people left the industry. Uh, we had a lot of career changes in our industry, and I think they went back to their their careers. Yeah. Also, a lot of people started their own businesses. You know, they had to make the pivot during COVID, and they started baking out of their homes and setting up small businesses. And I think they've just decided that they'd rather work for themselves. And yes. so there are. Uh, my understanding is that there's a ton of new businesses that have been started over the last year, um, and. and that trend will continue. Um, also, a lot of restaurant workers are afraid of coming back because they're afraid they're only going to get one or two shifts. Yeah. And so they're not willing to give up unemployment only to to, to work, right. you know, one or two once, shifts. Once we come back fully, many more people. Yeah, I, I, I believe that's, I think that's one the case. Other point, you know, once it's clear that, you know, the vast majority of us are vaccinated, there are some people who don't want to come back because they're worried about COVID. And that's understandable. They are. They but are. That's going to change over the next few months, I think. Right. And I think the other important thing for people to understand is that there are a lot of women in the industry that uh, their, their kids are home still 
and they can't go back to work because they're they're taking care of their, their children. You know, we're we're seeing all the tweets go out by the Republicans that did not vote for for the yeah. stimulus package, and yet they're sending tweets out saying, you know, if your restaurants in my district, you know, go apply. We we got you this program, and, and we want you to take advantage of it. And so that's all well and good, and I've seen that a lot of people are are going after um, uh, them for taking credit. But I think now now they're on record of saying that they did this. They they're going to have to plus this up. Let's I think hope. they, they I think they paint themselves into a corner now, here. The big problem will not be getting votes on this proposal, but if if it's on a must pass bill, because it's hard to do it alone, that they don't vote against the must pass bill and say, see, I voted for this, but the must bill, you got to vote for both. Too. You got to get the, you know, Fauci said something very smart. He said, just having the vaccines on the shelf does no good. You got to get in people arms. Right. Just right. having the money on the government shelves does no good. You got to get it into the restaurateur's hands. Right. You know, I'm wondering, is this is this something where um, this revitalization fund is this a fund that could be used for localized disasters where let's just say like we saw the storm in Texas where yes. these restaurants are forced to close for a period of time that can be used specifically for, for targeting disasters as well? Well, it's it, for this year. Yes, but later. But here's something else. Your governors, your state, your county leaders, mayors, all the local people got money. And one of the specific uses of the money is for disasters or particularly hard hit areas. Like, let's say, you know, the street your restaurant is on, the Restaurant Act will help your restaurant, but the street needs to be revitalized or you need mm -hmm. to do advertising. Come back to Elm Street. It's alive. It's happening. They can use this money for that. So I would recommend people talk to their local officials because there's money in addition to encourage people to get back out to the restaurants. They could even advertise, come to all the restaurants on Main Street. These seven are open. Right. Well, I, listen, I, things are changing. When you were in the restaurant last week, it, it was pretty busy. Um, yes, and, it was. And things, th thanks. In New York, last month, things have been dramatically increased. Yeah, hey, we love Velata. You told Thank me you. what it meant, and I forgot. It's a Thank place. You. Well, so Velata is the town that my, my father's yeah. family is from. That's what I said. Uh, it's about 45 minutes northeast of Naples. It's in Avellino um, in Campania. Is and, the food uh, as good there as it was in your restaurant? You know, I've never been. My my brother's been. Um, I've never been south of Rome, so uh, I, I need I need to get there. But uh, um, so you've never been to Naples? No, no, no. I've been to, I've been to to Sicily, but no, I've never been to Naples. Wow. Yeah, yeah I've I've noticed that I'm, I'm going out to tables, and everyone seem everyone that's coming in seems to be vaccinated. Yeah. Um, we got great news, I think, today that now children twelve to twelve to sixteen yes. get vaccinated. Yeah, and right now in New York and most states, but certainly in New York, if you are now twelve or older, you can just line up and get the vaccine. Mm. You don't have to make an appointment. They don't right. ask you a hundred questions. Did you have right. diabetes? For 16 and over, that's already done, and now it'll go to 12. Well, Senator Schumer, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. I know this was, uh, uh, again, a, a year-long process, starting with a few phone calls. The IRC was formed. Uh, luckily, we had people like Earl Blumenau, who wrote the bill in the House, and Senator Wicker in the Senate. But um, I, I have to say the heavy lifting done by you and your team, because I know the conversations that we had with with a lot of your team members. Um, yeah, I have a great uh, staff. John Carswell gets a lot of credit John, on this. John, John, John does. I, I had some harsh words <laughs> one afternoon with him okay. on, on a call <laughs> and uh, not not harsh. But, you know, we were we were I mean, I was starting to feel desperate. It was the day after we won Georgia. Oh, and, there you uh, go. Yeah. And I was I was 
just like, okay, we have this now. Just tell me what I want to hear. And and he did. And again, you, you kept your promise. And well, so did you. Tom could have been, been done without IRC and you. So thank you. Thank you. And we're a great team and we'll keep working for our restaurants. And I'll tell you one thing, you know, one of these great satisfactions and this where you public officials are human beings. I walked into a little yeah. restaurant, very small in my neighborhood in Brooklyn. And the proprietor said to me, without you, I would have closed. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's her. And that's the four or five people who work for her. And that's the neighborhood. So the neighborhood, exactly. there's, feeling, there's no better feeling of satisfaction right. when you're able right. to actually help somebody. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for, for putting it online. And like they say, thanks for being in the arena. Um, I'd love to talk to you uh, again, some aside from food, about what we're going to do to keep the Senate and, and the strategy behind that, because I think it's going to be fascinating. Um, I know that's it's so important to do that because we want to keep what we have going. That's important to me, too. <laughs> All right. Good talking to you again. Yeah. Bye-bye. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks again to Senator Schumer for taking the time to talk to us today. And um, now I want to know what you're dreaming about once you get your vaccination. Uh, for me, uh, live music was it. Um, I, I can't wait to get to see a show. Obviously, for me, uh, seeing a full restaurant is is uh, something I'm looking forward to. A, a restaurant where that's noisy and bustling and people seem just less afraid. Uh, really looking forward to that. Also, keep in mind, yes, the money is going to restaurateurs to keep their doors open. But, uh, you know, when you think about where you go to celebrate a a graduation or you go on a first date or an anniversary or a birthday, um, a place to go relax and wine with your friends and family, it's restaurants. You know, restaurants are the cornerstones of our communities. Also, because we're open late and lights are on, we keep communities and neighborhoods safe. Often, someone's first job is at a restaurant. If you are recently uh, released from being incarcerated, restaurants will typically hire you. It's one place you can get a second chance. Listen, our industry is is uh, is here for so many reasons, and so this this is why this bill is important. If you don't own a restaurant and you think that the funding should be there, um, you can make sure that you are part of the solution by calling your member of Congress and letting them know how important uh, the Restaurant Revitalization Act is and that you want to see it plussed up uh, so it can continue to help people. So please join us next week as we continue our conversation about the intersection of food and politics and policy. This time, we're looking beyond the pandemic to the many, many branches of the USDA with our guest, Kathleen Merrigan. Citizen Chef was executive produced by Christopher Hasiotis and produced by Gary L. Collins. Our researcher and writer is Lillian Holman. And as always, a very special thank you to A Place at the Table. Citizen Chef is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.